Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of the summer of the Do Something Together podcast and video series. Uh, It's been a great several episodes asking the questions why and now answering the questions how. And so hopefully you found this content very helpful Uh, today to close this thing out, joined once again by Pastor Kevin. And uh, we're going to get into this today. We're we're answering the question and we're talking about how we can take the next step. So now that we've learned all this content going into the fall, what do we do with it? Okay. Ready? Ready to go? Ready. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Okay, well, like I said, joined once again by Pastor Kevin. Uh, last time you were here, you let people in on you know something that they may not know about you, that you're a therapist. Uh, is there anything else that you want to let people know that they may not know about you? Or maybe they do know, but you don't get the t- chance to talk about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> That's a, That may be more dangerous of a question. Uh, gosh, that is dangerous. Um, okay, something somebody may not know about me. I was a uh, a one hit wonder in mm. high school in football. Oh yeah. So uh, I when I played football in high school, um, I had never played before, and for some strange reason, I went out for the football team, and I don't know how I made it, but I did. And so in two years of football, I had one catch for fourteen yards. <laughs> I barely missed that, the NFL. <laughs> Just barely. You'd make the XFL today, yes, no problem. The yeah, XFL, there's hope for me. <laughs> Well, uh, today we're we're bookending this by once again just talking about the local church, and uh, we were talking before this, like what, what's our target demographic with this series, and and it's 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 new lifers, it's yeah. people who attend our campus, and that's who we want to talk to. But there may be other people watching or listening who find this and find it helpful for their their community or church as well. So we're glad you're here. But today, especially, we're probably going to be talking about specific steps for our campus and what we can do. Um, I want to, I just want to reference something, you know, we do connect class and, uh, we just got wrapped up doing one. And one thing a lot of people ask us when it comes to connect is in our church is how can I become a member? What's that next step look like? I've taken connect. I've been part of it for a while. What's the next thing? The thing that always stands out to me whenever we get asked that question and we talk about it is the difference between an attendee and a member. And I love how, how we package this because it says the difference between attendees and members can be summed up in one word, ownership. Mm-hmm. An attendee is a consumer while a member is a contributor. That's right. So what, what is the, what's the heart behind that point? Like what, what for you as the campus pastor, what is, what is the big heart between that phrase? Well, there, there's a, a season in every person's life when, when they come into the church. You know, you would, you would start that as like a phase one. And they're getting to know everybody, and they're getting to know the culture of the church. And they're trying to decide, is this where our family can settle in? And we want to respect that and give space to it. And, um, you know, that's why people used to put out, you know, visitor signs. Mm-hmm. You know, you can park here. Yeah. And then John Maxwell's famous statement of going, when you become a member here at Skyline the first time, uh, you know, you sign that membership card, you give up your visitor yeah. spot. It was like a rite of passage, yeah. you know. But our our angle on it is just at, in that season, we're great with consumption. We want you to drink it in. We want you to be a sponge. We want you to find out all the things. We want you to experience the service as 
a, a pastor here as well yourself, um, I've heard you MC many times where you're like, if you're our guest, this time is not for mm-hmm. you when you reference giving. Right. So we're making space for that to just consume. But there needs to be a shift mm-hmm. um, where you become a contributor. And so at the point where you go, this is my church, we are here, we are done forgive this, but we're done shopping a church. We're now ready to get plugged in. Um, You are going to become a contributor. And it's at that place where we would consider you a member. Mm -hmm. So you're going to serve. You're going to help us resource the mission of our campus, whether that's in the, in missions, whether that's in community outreach, if it's just in the daily grind you know, we kind of have that expectation for our, our our people who have decided to be here and call New Life Home to be a contributor. Yeah. Um, so layering that over the context of what we've been talking about for the last several months about community, biblical community relationships, just getting involved in doing something. Um, when you when you're taking that step and you're making that decision, maybe there are people who are, are listening or watching this and they're 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 still still checking it out, still trying to figure it out. We've listed off some different steps they can do. What are like the super practical things? Maybe not even necessarily uh, where they're filling out something, but like what can they just, what can they do to just emotionally or mentally just take that next step? How, how can they get connected to people, even if there is no program that they're ready to hop into yet? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think mentally you've got to decide, you know, that this is the place for me. You're not looking for perfection. You're looking for a place where you can serve. And if you can serve it, then it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking to keep the wheels greased. We're looking to make things um, move forward. But that that mental checklist is is just going, this is a good fit for my family and I'm now going to get involved in the lens of biblical community. It's, you know, we need to, and hopefully by that point, they have connected with a few families. But if they haven't, you know, they've got to purposefully and intentionally decide that they want to get to know some folks, you know. And so I think that first mental, you know, checkoff is going, we need some people. We need to find our tribe within this church. Yeah. You know, Henry Cloud always says, if if you're, well, he says it to people my age, so but <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm going to use that. But he said, if you're of a certain age um, and you have three to four friends in your life, then you're blessed. Yeah. You know, so we're not looking for the masses. You know, we're looking for two or three people, you know, yeah. coffee, lunch, serve with, um, operate in the mission of the church with. You know, you're not looking to be, really, really close to a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, a great, for those that are interested in life groups, um, I think one of the, one of the daunting ta- one of the mental hurdles that people got to overcome sometimes is they think they have to pastor their whole life group, mm-hmm. that they have to be the spiritual leader of their life True. group, or if they're going to lead anything or be a part of anything, they have to be ready for it. How can we overcome that? Like, how can we get into the mind mindset of, I don't have to be perfect to be a part of it. Yeah. Man, the, you know, the life group, you know, is how we describe just that, that small group of people meeting in living rooms or where coffee houses, wherever they've decided to meet. And you're right. Historically, there's been a lot of tension there, you know, like, you know, I've got to take all this on or, you know, like those life, life group leaders feel like every issue that comes up in this group is now my issue 
And it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It it is simply people being together. It is co sharing the group, co anchoring the group, co leading the group. You may have a, a spear person that says, Let's meet at six o'clock on Sunday. But the the issues of the group are on the shoulders of the group itself. And I think that doesn't feel weighty. I think it it because of the friendships that develop there, it becomes a very natural thing like I'm checking on you how are you mm-hmm. you guys just had a baby mm-hmm. how are you doing and yeah. it becomes a natural thing rather than I've, I've got to make sure and take a note I got to check on Craig today yeah you know um so I I, th- I think just getting away from going this is going to be such a tense thing to just relaxing and and letting those friendships naturally happen as they would anywhere yeah and I, I would add a layer onto that for anybody looking at because it feels like we get a lot of people that say, I'd, I'd love to, to lead a life group or, or, or spearhead one, but then it feels like it quickly tapers off because they, they, they get in their own mind. The, respo- the, I, the responsibilities they think are involved in that start mount, mount, mounting up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just, one big hurdle that I would always face, and I still honestly deal with this, is, is the numbers game that I will look at if I've got five people in my home, I look at it and go, well, this isn't very successful. That's just a mental hurdle people need to get over. It really is. Craig, Craig Rochelle has been saying recently that the best way to kill something great is to compare it to something else. Mm-hmm. And so when you're you know, looking at the numbers game, which is the devil, mm-hmm. you know, you're just looking at yeah. it and you're going, I've only got five. The way that I've been explaining that to people is this. If you and I just by ourselves, just the two of us, go and have coffee, and we have a great interaction. Maybe we encourage each other. We're looking at a scripture. Maybe you say, hey, have, have you read this new book? And you resource me. And it's all happened naturally. But it's just the two of us. I would not walk away from that and go, man, that was such right. a I would walk away going, yeah. man, we had a great a great meeting. That's the way you have to look at mm-hmm. it. Is it's it's not a numbers game. It's about the connection taking place yeah. there. You know? And I think we have felt this as as church leaders. Where you know, last year and even this summer, we've gone to one service. But last year, we did one service extended for that reason. We were consumed. We didn't care about numbers at that point. Yeah, we care more about let's get healthy. Let's get people in community. Yeah, and I think that's important for churches. Hey, let, as well. let, let me spin this. On yeah. You. So we're we're in different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, you know, coming out of being, I mean, you were a student pastor forever. For 94 years. And <laughs> way back in the 1900s. <laughs> and now you're in a different season of life. You've just had a, a baby. And so what what would you tell people in that season of life who are like, I'm out of time, I'm busy, I've worked all day, I got a kid, It. How how would you encourage them to to get back in community yep. versus busyness of life? Well, so I've we found people who are going through the same thing we are. Mm-hmm. When we found a community of people, and now first off, when we had our, our daughter, it felt like we joined a new club. <laughs> we, yeah. we, that's what we keep joking about because you know for a long time we, we a lot of our friends had already had kids. And so we felt like we were left in the dust. And as soon as, as soon as we announced, boom, the door was open and we were allowed in. But so we've, we've, we've hopped into community with other people going through the same thing as we are because it, it just fits naturally. Yeah. We're not forcing square peg round hole. It is, well, it's naturally saying, well, what are y'all doing that we can learn from? Or what, what, here's what we did to help you out instead of 
trying to just make it up as we go along, we're finding people in our lives who are going through it with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, to me, that's the sweet spot of community is finding a group of people, you know, now as a church, we have certain groups set up that are kind of a catch all uh, to put that kind of, you know, just loosely. But like, I think the ideal groups are those that are, are even smaller, more intimate, but are going through the same thing who can help each other out. As long as you've got people who are ahead of you that are also pouring into you. Yeah. But that's, that's what we, we are finding right now. Yep. It's finding people who are, who we can connect with going through it with us. Yeah. And if there's not, you know, I think there is a temptation on folks too, when it comes to community, the expectation shifts back on our church to go, you know, you've got to provide me the vehicle mm-hmm. to hop into. And I would just say that if you're not finding that perfect group for you, start the mm-hmm. group for you. Yeah. Start with one set of friends mm-hmm. and, and make something consistent happen. Be intentional about it. You'll be so glad you did. Yeah, you know, my anytime people ask me for about life groups, my big my big thing coming back to them is if you want to start a group, because I've done it both ways. I've started a group with complete strangers in our house, just ever, nobody knowing anybody. And it's fine, but it's awkward. Yep. It's weird. It's uncomfortable for a while because you're not sure who anybody is. The most successful groups I've been a part of have a core group of people who know each other because – it just calms every bit yeah. of nerves. Yeah. It gets comfortable very quickly. And my motto has always been healthy relationships multiply. And so whenever that core group is there, if it's a healthy core group, they're welcoming other people in and it feels natural. Yep. And so the more you can do that, the, the better you are. So if you're wanting to start a group, find another couple, find another family, find a couple of friends that you already connect with mm-hmm. and go from there. Yep. And it goes back to some scripture Galatians 6 2 bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ a law of Christ like is to do this yes unpack that for 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 everybody for just a second like it's obviously valuable to Jesus when we have relationship with each other yeah I mean I I think it comes from his, his his own heart you know he's saying come to me my yoke is easy my burden is light cast your cares on me because I care about you his his heart is to sit and to listen and to be part of your life. Um, I was reading this past week about the woman caught in adultery, and when he was with her, sometimes we breeze through that because there's so much drama in that story, but his his words are, are I don't condemn you. Go, go and, and sin no more. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just here with you. I'm, I'm in the moment, and I think that's what he wants from us is to just – you know, the, the law of Christ to feel the weight of that is to bear each other's burdens, to be with you, to sit in it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on, on a message right now around the whole idea that we don't know how to just sit with people. Mm, yeah, we don't, yeah. we don't know how to just go and be and sit and not try to be wise or say the right thing or bring the right gift or, you know, help, you know, whatever, throw out the lifeline. Sometimes just sitting and, and being present and just that bears the burden. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Christ does for us. Yeah. We, we have attention spans of goldfish or well, I like to say the goldfish crackers, like it just doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Our attention span. Right. Um, so, you know, you talked a lot about during our, our last, time we were together about, you know, the Acts 2, just having that mentality of an Acts 2 church. I want to actually read this, verses 42 through 47. 
says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, and they received their food with glad and generous hearts. So when we talk about how we can take that next step, this is the model, right? Like, I mean, it, it was not some big class course you know, thing they had to go through. They literally just hung out together. They broke bread and they prayed and they attended temple. Yeah, it sounds like a great church. It does. It does. So um, as, as a church, as as leaders, how can we help facilitate? What, what is it, like we're asking people to do stuff. What what can we do as a church to help kind of facilitate that or provide opportunities for it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think first, you know, we, we do want to do our part in – trying to get people together. And I think we keep scripture in front of them that says, Hey, you know, this is what the Lord is teaching us about being in community. Will you surrender to this? Um, because just like you communicated a while ago, there can be an awkwardness to getting to know folks. And so having that on the forefront of my mind as, as a believer is this is what Christ wants from me. I think the church has to do a good job of teaching it, of keeping it out in front of people, providing a platform for it. And also I think that the church needs to see its leadership modeling community. Mm-hmm. So as pastors, we need to have friends. Yeah. We need to be have accountability. We need to be having tough conversations with folks. You know, just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you got it all together. Yeah. So the last thing that we can talk on is we're heading into the fall right now. So at the time this is coming out, we're heading toward fall. Um, you know, Maybe summer has been very lax for a lot of people, vacations and just time off and kids are out of school, but we're heading into September is on right on the horizon. School's back up. Uh, work schedules get a little busier. The holidays are coming up. So stuff's just getting tighter and more routine. What are things that we all can do, regardless of how far you are in your faith or can, how connected you are to a church? Mm-hmm. What are things that we all can do to include this thought into our everyday lives, fit it into our routines. I'm, I'm going to say one thing. You've got to make it sacred. It, the, the intentionality of friendship has to be sacred. There is a point in my week, every week, that I will put to the side the busyness and I will drill down into friendships I've had for 20 years and just check on those folks how are you? How are things going? Let's have a call. Let's schedule coffee this month. And I will do that in 30 day spans. I want to make sure I'm talking to those folks and, and making sure that we're staying engaged in each other's life. Because as you know, man, this is why some people graduate high school. They have a great (laughs) friend. They turn around 10 years later and they go, man, we haven't talked in a decade. It's because you lost the sacredness of that friendship. You've got to make space for it. It's the same reason why people get up uh, habitually every Sunday, go to a 9.30 or 11 o'clock service with us. They they have made that time sacred. Right. You got to do the same thing here. Yeah. What is it? Um, t- time is the new currency. Mm-hmm. I think that's the Lou Giglio who, t- who said that sure. one time. Time is the new currency. And so you whatever you value, you have to value with your time. Right. And so I think a lot of us, we, we want all of our friendships to be 
the most natural thing. Mm-hmm. Like you just want it to just come down. When you think of something, send something, but like you, you also have to take time. Yeah. Like you said, you, you've got to make room for it. So putting it in your calendar, setting an alarm, sticky note somewhere, like yeah. you just got to do something. Right. All right. Well, that's our time. Kevin, thank you uh, sure. for, for this was all very, very, very good. Um, I hope you guys got something out of this. We want you to pray over uh, everybody to close this thing out. Uh, just, that we get this right over individuals and churches as well. Sure. Guys, we head into the fall months and things are going to get busy and school is reengaged and vacation is over and the calendars are starting to fill up. We pray that everyone listening to this would make the space sacred for friendship, for biblical community, to know someone, to do something together um, outside of their immediate family, to just make a connection spiritually with another person who's on this faith journey. Help us as churches to be strong in this area. Help us to teach this well. Help us to keep it on the forefront of our people, that this is something that is very close to your heart. And so help us to all just create a sacred space for this incredible topic because it's important to you. We love you today. Thank you for what's ahead. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Well, this is the last episode of this series, but if you found it helpful, share the whole thing with a friend. Just just send them the whole playlist or let them know where they can find it because we've had so many great conversations and maybe you need to go back and listen to some that, that may have spoke more to you than others, but uh, we're looking forward to the fall. Lots of fun stuff happening, services kicking back up and, uh, and, and starting to stack back up on us together. Those are back football. Uh, yes, that could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on how it goes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're looking forward to the fall. Uh, Kevin, thank you once again for hopping on, helping us out. Uh, We will see you guys uh, on Sunday. Be at church. Bye, everybody.